Hello and welcome back to Green Planet. My name is Lucy and I'm going to be your host. Today we are focused on whales. No, not the country. I mean the big elegant giants that float through the sea. I know this seems like a strange topic to talk about, but I hope this episode will explain why they are so important. Hope you enjoy this episode of Green Planet. Now, whales. You may not know, but whales are climate change heroes. A few months ago, I saw a Greenpeace video on whales, and it was only short, but it changed my perspective on them. It's all about how whales are climate heroes, and all the problems they're facing. So, whales travel all across the ocean, and when they do, they do gigantic poos, and this helps algae to grow. And algae tends to grow at the surface of the ocean, and it absorbs carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And algae can carry four times the amount of carbon as the Amazon rainforest. The algae is then eaten by many things, including many types of krill, shrimp, or small marine life, passing the carbon into their bodies. And you know what animal eats millions of krill and shrimp each day? That's right, it's the whales. And the carbon stays in their bodies their whole life. And some whales live up to 250 years old. And then, when the whales do die, they sink to the bottom of the seafloor and they decompose and are many meals to all sorts of marine life, uh, from worms to even sharks. Also, a lot of the carbon that was stored in them goes down to the seafloor with them and is slowly buried and locked away under the seafloor for centuries. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, sure, it's kind of cool how whales can do that, but what's the big problem? Well, there are many threats to whales at the moment, including the tradition of whaling, which has been going on for centuries. This is where people hunt whales for things like their blubber and often people do it even when it's illegal. And there are still many other threats including the plastic in the ocean that whales eat tons of each day or the ghost nets that they get caught up in. Greenpeace have done a lot for whales and they have sailed many boats to different ships that illegally go whaling and some activists even put their life on the line to go in front of the whales to save them. And I'll put a link to the video uh, in the description. However, now it's time for this week's joke of the week. This week's joke of the week was sent in by Harry Brown. He said, What do cows watch on telly? They watch the movies. He also said, why are pirates called pirates? Because they are! Now he did the R bit better than I did, but I liked both the jokes, so I decided to add them both in. And so this week we got two jokes of the week. Now it's time for Green News. This week's Green News is all about the endangered Bellinger River Snapping Turtle. 
The future of Australia's endangered Bellinga River snapping turtle is a little more secure after 35 baby turtles hatched at the Tarogna Zoo in an SW. The short-necked freshwater turtle species is endemic to the Bellinga River on the mid-north coast of NSW and was almost completely wiped out in 2015 by a virus in the river. An NSW government emergency response team was formed to investigate and coordinate the rescue of a group of healthy turtles to establish an insurance population. Tarogna is working closely with NSW Department of Planning Industry and Environment, Western Sydney University and Symbio Wildlife Park to save this species. The Department of Planning Industry and Environment scientists managed to retrieve 16 healthy turtles from the river in 2015, which were later relocated to a special quarantine breeding facility at Tarogna Zoo. Already this year, 35 baby turtles have hatched at the facility. Now normally at this point in the episode, uh, we'd either have an interview or we'd talk about a few different environmentalists but today I've decided to do a bit of a Q&A session so I've asked a few people I've posted on social media for people to ask me a few questions and I've written down some of the ones I like and I'll answer them now. Now our first question is from Miranda and it's what's the first step to a healthier environment and what should the governments do? Now, I think that's a really good question. I think one of the first steps the government should do, recognise the different problems with climate change and the pollution, because some governments are just ignoring it. And once they've done that, they can then go on to um, investing in uh, renewable energy sources and different things like that. But before they do all that, they need to recognize what is actually going on and people need to tell them that it's important to them because and as soon as they've recognized the different environmental issues then they can start actually making an impact doing what's in their power to help the environment. A similar question somebody asked is what do you feel is this first step to help the environment out of all the things you can do so I think that one's more based for everyday people like um, me or you and I think the very first step that there's many steps that you can do there's many different things Uh, there's many different aspects of the environment there's plastic pollution there's climate change there's all sorts Um, now I feel like the first steps you should do is um, Maybe even just don't drive uh, to school, maybe walk to school or to work. Um, Take a reusable shopping bag to the shops. These are just utter basics for when you understand what's going on with the crisis on our hands and you want to do something about it. I think very much take a reusable shopping bag to the shops. Um, Maybe even the little reusable vegetable bags that you can now get which I think are ace um 
do some of the upcycling crafts from my other uh, podcasts and just slowly work your way up to using as little plastic and producing as little carbon footprint as you can. Now we'll move on to a question from Lois. She said, I know turtles eat a lot of plastic, but why don't they evolve to not eat plastic if they've got stuck in it before? Well, evolution takes many thousands of years and plastic's only been around for about 100 years. Plastic has come to a daily use so fast that turtles won't have time to evolve to it. Not only that, but turtles aren't actually looking to eat the plastic, but one of their main uh, food sources are jellyfish, which happen to look quite a lot like floating plastic bags from a turtle's point of view, because they don't know what plastic bags are. I've got two questions from David. The first one is, what are some alternatives to plastic? Now, I find myself saying this a lot. Plastic isn't a problem. Single-use plastic is. So, it doesn't matter if you have a reusable bag for life, which is plastic, because I think they are great. The thing is, you don't want to have plastic packaging or uh, single-use plastic bags that rip and tear every time you use them. Um, So the alternatives to single-use plastic, metal, glass, paper and all those like metal straws, glass jars um, and paper bags, all sorts like that. But what you have to think about is the climate change point of view I will talk about this more on another episode, but I'll quickly just tell you, basically, um, glass and metal uh, take up a lot of energy to produce. However, plastic is not as much in comparison. So I think one of the best alternatives to single-use plastic is reusable plastic, I'm not saying don't have your metal straws or don't use your glass jars or anything because I have them too and they're really good. Just think about what your um, alternatives options are and what for that purpose is the best one to to use because you don't really always find reusable plastic straws and metal plastic straws are also good and they'll probably last you longer. So yeah, that answers that question. But his second question is, um, what are the best things I can do for climate change? So I think individually, I I might have mentioned something like this before, uh, cars produce a lot of uh, carbon dioxide uh, when you drive them, unless you've got an electric car. Um, so if you can switch to an electric car but that's a really big change small changes are just like drive less walk more cycle um, maybe even uh, start uh, saving money for a charity or even just turn off your lights when you leave the room because 
even that helps quite a bit. You can switch to renewable energy in your house or um, try and eat locally, locally uh, harvest food, uh, maybe even from a local farm. You can grow your own food. I love spending time in my garden. And you probably realise from all the crafts that I've done out in there. Um, so there's all sorts you can do. You can grow a herb garden. We're growing one at the moment. You can grow lettuces, tomatoes, strawberries. Um, explore what you want to grow. Uh, don't waste food. Um, uh, I am vegetarian. You can try and have more meat-free meals. Um, there are plenty of things that you can do. Uh, you can um, even just talking about it to somebody who hasn't heard of it before. That can spread awareness and it gets more people trying to do their thing for climate change. So yeah, I do think mainly just think carefully about the energy you use. I think that's a great question. Now, our next question is from Brittany. And she said, the shops are uh, using more wet wipes recently, but do you know how long it will take for them to break down? Now, uh, wet, wet wipes take around 100 years to break down, and yet you use them for around 30 seconds while you wash your hands or uh, while you wipe uh, the trolley or something. Now, when you think about it, uh, pl uh, plastic bags are also sold in shops and uh, sometimes even just given away for free. And sure, you use them and uh, some of us may even try to reuse them as much as we can. But those thin little um, plastic bags that rip and tear when you use them or when something sharps in them, they take around 500 years to biodegrade each. And some plastics may even take 1,000 years to biodegrade. So I, I think it's terrible because, say, that plastic bag um, it then uh, is on the floor and an animal eats part of it, then that animal might die from it or get ill and then it might... Uh, it won't decompose as quick as the animal will. Then another m animal might eat it. And it could go through so many animals. Just one piece of plastic, which is one of the worst parts of plastic, in my opinion. Um, but our next question is, do you think cars should be banned? And the short answer to that is, no, I don't. Now, cars do contribute to climate change, but I think it, it shouldn't be just banned. Certainly not straight away, anyway. Because think about all the people that need to get to work. The taxi drivers, cars are their work. And so I don't think cars should be banned. However, I do think... Um, people should limit the amount of use um, on petrol cars and try and convert to electric cars. I try and cycle to avoid using the car sometimes and um, 
the buses are surprisingly good for climate change because, yeah, they use a lot of petrol, but say 50 people go on a bus to uh, the same place and that's 50 people going in one vehicle and they would have all had to go in 50 individual cars and that's just like one example like there's all sorts of ways that cars can be a great thing and if you just ban them just like that it, it would wreck our uh, community uh, our whole um the whole of humanity would collapse basically now don't get me wrong cars aren't very good for the environment and that's why i was trying to say there are ways to avoid them but i very much don't think they should be banned and maybe even another way to do it is say taxis and buses should all be electric powered or even just some taxis and buses should be electric powered it's just small changes are better than drastic ones because we need to be able to maintain an economy. So I hope that answers your question. And I've got another question. It's similar to the plastics one from before, but this one um, says, what would you say to someone who does all the shopping in their household and would like a top tip on how to use less plastic? Well, uh, as I said before, a reusable shopping bag is great. Um, a reusable vegetable bag is also really, really good. Um, sometimes, like at Asda and stuff, you can weigh out the measurements of your bananas or your oranges. And rather than having to put them in a bag at all, you can just stick the label onto them and pay for it like that. Um, also they've, uh, different shops have been doing like smart scanning systems where you scan it and you keep, uh, keep it in these, uh, bags on your trolley and then you can just, uh, scan your scanner into the thing and it pays for you. It's all complicated, but it means that you don't need to get any plastic bags. Uh, you can get these trolley bags and take them out to your car and I think they're really good. Um, oh, well, shop locally as well. I know that's not really to do with plastic, but it can be because not only is it good for uh, the climate change, butchers and um, uh, ba local bakers and things like that, when it's more personal, a small business, they're more likely to listen to you or when you bring your own tubs or something. Like... Um, in my family, uh, when uh, my dad goes to the butchers, he takes these reusable tubs because what they'd normally do is like wrap it in plastic, uh, weigh it in plastic, then uh, put it in a plastic bag and seal it with a plastic seal. And we're just like, no, just weigh it in the tub and uh, put it in the tub and then just give us back the tub and we'll do it again like next week or something. And so... Um, just stuff like that is slowly using less plastic. Be as imaginative as you like. 
there's many different shops that you can go to that are plastic free or the plastic that they do use is compostable. We've got a compost in our garden. I know that was more than one tap tip, but uh, you can pick uh, between those few on what you'd like to um, do. And Katie said, can you tell me an environmentally friendly brand of clothing? There are quite a few environmentally friendly clothing brands. Um, I, I've got to say Tentry is a good one. Uh, so it's packed. But you can look for yourself if you like um, just online. There's all sorts of websites that can show you different sustainable clothing that's uh, like fair trade and natural cotton uh, clothing and stuff rather than um, synthetic materials like nylon or polyester acrylic and polymade um, and so there's many ways to avoid them and finally Minnie has asked how much has the pollution levels come down since the start of the lockdown now I think I may have said in a earlier podcast that there's been 11,000 fewer deaths and I think uh, the pollution levels have gone down by over 50% and I think that's a really good question, Minnie, because the pollution has been affected a lot and so is climate change by this pandemic and so thank you for asking that. And I think that's the end of today's Q&A session. And we'll move on to the upcycling and crafts. So this week, we're going to be making a basket made from magazines. Okay, you can make it from a newspaper or an average paper. Uh, whatever you like, it's just I'm going to be explaining you to you how to do it with magazines. So they're around A4 and yeah so you cut about um you'll probably need over 40 pages of a magazine you'll probably need more than 40 but uh, for now just cut 40 a4 pages uh, of the magazine then uh, get one of them fold them in half lengthways so that uh, it makes a strip rather than like a mini booklet. Uh, so fold it lengthways in half, then lengthways again uh, into quarters, and then um, into eights. So you have some uh, very sturdy strips. That would be one strip. Now for that one strip, it's quite small, so you'll probably need to... Uh, staple it to another strip to make it long enough for your basket it may even be three depending on how big you want your basket to be mine's only a small one in the video um but yeah then you weave them together when you weave uh start from the center and work outward uh, use staples to help you keep it in place you you shouldn't really need a lot of staples for the base but you'll need quite a few uh, when you start working vertically and when you are folding them be careful not 
to get a paper cut, I did. And when I'm folding them, I tend to use a ruler to get them nice and flat. Um, because I was using my fingers before and my nails, but I got a paper cut, so... Uh, learn from the mistakes I made. I'll just explain a bit of weaving. So basically it's you do under, over, under, over with one strip uh, and go under the other strips. If you're a bit confused, either watch my video or uh, online look up how to weave with like pieces of paper or something. Try, try and find a video to help you understand. And basically you're going to make the base for however big you want it to be. And when you decide it's big enough, then fold your exposed strips, basically like the bits that aren't part of your base, um, vertically. So that's going to make like the, the sides of the walls of the basket. So like fold them 90 degrees, basically. Um, and then start weaving in horizontal direction to fill in the sides so that it's like and join all four sides together while you weave. So what I did while I weaved is, you know the small strips that are A4? I stapled four small strips together um, and I weaved the whole, um, around the whole uh basket with those four strips you might need more depending on or less depending on how big your box it, basket is but basically you weave all around the basket then staple it then do it again and again depending on how high you want your basket then uh, when you reach the top fold the vertical strips over to the inside and secure them with say the staples or cut them off and then you can what I did was I stapled another strip around the circumference of the top and folded over the rim uh, to hide the ends and to make it um, a bit just like a little bit more sturdy and it might seem a bit complicated I got this craft off a website which I think I'll put in the description as well just so you get someone else's point of view on it um, but they made theirs out of newspaper. When it says that uh, they used around 20 pages, that's around 20 pages of newspaper. So like, just bear in mind, you might be doing different sizes and stuff like that. But yeah, now for the past like two weeks, there haven't been any videos on Instagram or YouTube and I'm very, very sorry. I'll try and put them up, but we're just having a little bit of trouble with that so hopefully you can check out the video on instagram via my account at one underscore world 08 and remember it's the uh, it's one the word not the figure or you can go into my youtube channel uh just type in green planet it might come up it's the same logo as the podcast and um I'd love to hear how you get on, so comment what happened. And about the joke of the week before that Harry sent in today, you can send your own in to 19howardlucy at gmail.com. Please send them in. I'd love to hear your jokes. You never know, yours might be the one I choose for next time. 
And I'm afraid that's it for today, but I'll see you next time on Green Planet. Thank you.